0: This morning, as you sit, be aware also of thoughts and mind states as they arise in your practice. Being with them not as obstacles or distractions but as objects of meditation, as parts of experience, to be investigated and noticed. As you're sitting and paying attention to the breath, feeling the sensations of the in and out, or rise and fall, <laughs> noticing predominant sensations as they arise in the body, And noticing carefully the arising of thoughts or words in the mind, or moods, or feelings. Being aware of thoughts takes a special kind of vigilance or attentiveness. Because they're a subtle object and it's easy to be lost in a thought before we're aware that it's happening. In practicing mindfulness of thoughts and feelings, make the mental note at whatever point you become aware that it's happening. Sometimes you'll be aware of a thought after it's already completed. You'll be aware that you were thinking. Sometimes you can be aware of the thought in the middle of it. It's as if you wake up from it. When the mind is quite clear, you can be aware of thoughts just as they arise. The very beginning of the thought. When the mind is very silent, you can be aware of the intention to think. At whatever point you notice, whether it's after it's completed or at the very beginning, at that point of noticing, make the note of thinking. That mental note done in a soft and gentle way will reinforce the quality of mindfulness and awareness with respect to thought as an object. Take care not to add to the noticing of thought a judgment about it. Neither a judgment about the content of the thought nor a judgment about the fact of thinking. Rather, the simple bare attention, bare awareness of the fact that that object of experience has arisen. Become aware of how thoughts arise and pass away. Now, in their nature they have no substantiality. They're like mind bubbles arising and vanishing in the mind. Don't be bothered by your thoughts. Simply let them come and let them go. And be as aware as possible of the fact of their arising, in order not to get carried away by them, or lost in them. no judgment about them, no struggle, a simple attentiveness. Also with mind states like restlessness or boredom or sleepiness or desire or happiness or interest, whatever mood or mind state, becomes very strong, should be made the object of your attention so that that aspect of experience is included within the field of our awareness. These mind states sometimes are even more difficult to notice than thoughts because they arise in the mind without a very definite beginning and end. Their boundaries are not so clear. The moods or emotions or mind states are more amorphous or cloud-like. Yet, it's very important to pay attention to them because without an awareness of the different mind states or emotions that arise in practice, we unconsciously identify with them and they become this unconscious filter on our experience, as if we're viewing or experiencing different aspects of our life, whether the breath or sensations or sights or sounds, through the filter of these mental states. As we become aware and sensitive to the presence of different moods or emotions or mind states as they arise, they no longer are these unconscious filters we see that those two are simply other aspects of mind arising and vanishing. So we work in the practice with a sense of vigilance or attentiveness to the range of our experience, whether it's in the body or in the mind not having the mind go out or search for experience, but rather staying settled back into the moment, relaxed in the moment, precisely aware of what each moment offers or presents to us. If you find that the mind is getting confused or scattered, you don't know exactly what to attend to, notice that that's happening. Make the note of confusion or scatteredness, and then come back and work with the breath. Becoming centered on the feeling of the in and out or rise and fall. when again the attention feels somewhat centered and concentrated, open up the scope of awareness to include the range of objects that may arise, breath, sensations, thoughts, different mental states, allowing the mind to go from one to the other with a gentle rhythm staying relaxed, staying soft, staying settled back into the moment with a simple and direct awareness of each moment's experience. The more carefully you attend to the breathing, the more precise and subtle the awareness of the sensations of the breath, the more precise and accurate will be your noticing of all the other objects that arise. So work with the balance of being soft, allowing, and precise at the same time. Working with thoughts or mind states. You mentioned that at some point you may get to a place where you can choose your thoughts. Is that what you said? I said that when the mind is very silent, sometimes you can be aware of the intention to think before the thought is actually Verbalized in the mind sometimes. One to do with I that again, pretty well when I That, Sagan, did pretty well. The fact that they vanish as you notice them is not particularly related to condemning them. The condemning... um, In fact, for the most part, as you notice the thoughts, you will see that they vanish because you're not feeding them with your identification with them. The thing that keeps most thoughts going is that we get lost in them And that identified involvement is what feeds it. So as you become mindful of it and are not lost in the thought, the natural process of that will be that the thought vanishes. That's different than condemning. Condemning thoughts means that the thought comes into the mind. One manifestation of condemning would be Thinking, thinking, thinking. You know, when you use the mental note as a, as a sledgehammer. Or you could condemn the content of the thought. Well, that thought is no good. That's a bad thought. That's different than the simple attention or awareness of the fact that you're thinking and then seeing them dissolve. If they're dissolving as you notice them, it's fine. There's no problem with that at all. With regard to getting lost in dharma thoughts, they're very seductive because you know they trick us into thinking that this is this is worthwhile. There's one one vipassana mantra which you can start using. And normally we don't use mantra in this practice, but this one is a special one. And the mantra is, nothing is worth thinking about. (laughs) Nothing. In terms of the practice that we're doing. Repeat that a 100,000 times a day. (laughs) Nothing is worth thinking about. Nothing is worth thinking about. You will see as you explore and are with your mind in this intimate way, it seduces us over and over again into believing that certain thoughts are worth thinking about. Right? You're going to solve your relationship problems. And it just seems so fruitful to do that. Or you were going to create the great American novel. <laughs> or whatever. Or, or, give this wonderful Dharma talk, you know, the mind is going to spin out. Nothing is worth thinking about. Because what we are aiming for in the practice, the direction of the practice, is to see more and more precisely and microscopically the arising and passing phenomena. And until the perception is so refined that we see this process of mind and body is just this momentary coming into being and vanishing of all phenomena, that's the jump from the content of things to the process. We're more interested in becoming aware of the process, that is the process of momentary change, rather than the content of what it is that's happening. And it's because of that, that emphasis, that nothing is worth thinking about. So you have to be, you have to be watchful. You will find as you become more familiar with your mind patterns that there are particular patterns of thought which catch you again and again. And for different of us, different patterns are strong. Some people have a very strong planning mind. and are not just planning all the time. Some people have a strong judging mind. Or a strong commenting. In this case it's the Dharma tape that's strong, so you have to be very vigilant, particularly for the tapes in the mind that are strongly habituated so you 're very watchful as soon as you see that tape coming you could make a specific note right? instead of simply thinking thinking you could you could make the note planning, judging, commenting Dharma talking. Right? Is that clear to you? Right, right. Well, I understand. It, it's amazing. That's not uncommon. And it is amazing to the, de- the degree to which most of us live in the world of thoughts. We live so much in the world of thought that there is this fear of silence of mind of when we're not so lost in thought that somehow that's going to be this big black hole of experience, this vortex of a void that we're going to fall into. And it's not like that at all. As the mind gets quieter, we find that there's a much more extensive and full and complete Level of experience and reality that's very simple. For example, right now as you're sitting, you know, you're just, you know, holding your head in your chin, your know, chin in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> you're just sitting like this, right? Do you feel that? What do you feel? Anything else? I just become violent and quiet. Okay, is there any problem with that? No. I I accept that. There's a cause for me to take accept that, and then I realize there's something that's taken out. I'm not willing to go into the position. Okay, it, there's nothing particular you have to do, right, to let go of that. Just keep coming back. Get more and more familiar with this space. The simplicity of direct experience in each moment, free of thought. And in the beginning, it may be momentary. And then it will be two moments, and then five moments. And slowly you'll get confident. You'll begin to trust in the direct perception of experience, free of thought about it you don't have to pause and you don't have to rush it, but know that that's the direction to be going. In. And you'll see that it's a wonderful setting. It's so nice to stop thinking about things, even for a little while. Just to clarify something that's easily misunderstood. Do not take thought as being a problem and it's not even to get rid of thoughts the practice is not to get lost in thought and so you shouldn't you shouldn't sit and struggle with a sense of trying to keep thoughts away because then again you get involved in attention and a struggle it's just to sit and be open and relaxed and very attentive so that when thought arises You can be with it just like a sensation, or a sound, or the breath. It's another object of experience to see arise and pass. Suzuki Roshi talks in his book, he says, don't be bothered by your thoughts. Let them come and go. But to do that takes, uh, it takes a sensitivity to them, it takes an awareness so that we're not simply caught up again and again. This is is your practice for the day, paying attention particularly to thoughts arising and to the mental states, along with the breath and sensations.